And welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. This is episode 132. We've made it to 132. Finally. Uh, hey, it's been a while. And uh, we're doing our second installment of, of dinosaur movies. Yes. This, uh, this week we decided to do The Land Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure from 1994, the sequel to the 1988 movie, The Land Before Time. Yes, and I know a lot of people... <clears throat> are deeply in love with these late before time films. Are they, or are they just deeply in love with the first one? I think they are with the first one, especially, but the nostalgia yeah. I think is the big, now in the process of, of learning about this movie, we found that there's 14 of these yeah. and a cartoon <laughs> and the TV show, and yes. a TV cartoon show. So there's that in um, December 23rd, 1994, it was released on, um, VHS and Laserdisc. Ooh. I think it's the only one that was on Laserdisc. So if you got one of these on Laserdiscs. We need to know. We need to make fun of you. All right. Um, because, you know, Laserdisc. You need to be honored and simultaneously <laughs> mocked. In, did you know in 2011 that uh, Total Films ranked this as the seventh among the 50th, 50 worst kids movies? <laughs> No, but I, I, I could guess what, that. But what's number one? Um, the worst I'm, kids movie. I have to look that one up. Yeah, I don't know. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, brave I, little I think, toaster. I think that's a little harsh for this movie. Yeah, there's it's, parts of it that are like, well, I've seen I've seen better kids movies. Yeah, and I I mean I've seen a lot of better kids movies, but I've also seen worse kids movies. Sure, and um. Yeah, I don't think this really deserves that. I think it has some it, like it has some potential yes. to it. Um and yeah, I mean, it's I of, and I say it's got some nice scenes. It does. It's not terrible. Yeah, it does. It's something I could see watch like if we had kids we could sit them down and watch it's these. Sweet. I'd be okay with them watching. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's it's a kids movie. Um yeah, for the most part. Um what was I going to say? I don't know what I was going to say. I lost my dream. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'll get it back. But uh, this movie did come out in 1994. Do we have a plot synopsis, Jeremy? Uh, yes, we do. So here we go. This time, while building a hideaway in their new home of the Great Valley, Littlefoot and the gang rescue a mysterious egg from two scheming egg nappers and make a startling surprise and a new friend when the egg hatches. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. There, it, it actually feels very um, long, longer than it should. It's be. only seventy three minutes long. It feels like it's long. I know, doesn't it? It but, really does. But it feels like yeah. um, it feels very episodic. Yeah, kind of. In it a way, feels yeah. like it's broken into like two, three sections, two, like or, two or, three or three sections. sections. Yeah, yeah. And so kind I, of. it's like they could. Well, but think about that. Then they could make this into. Yeah, it's probably built to be a television like you play it and you know yeah okay before we go any further can yeah. i tell you a story yes yeah uh when i was younger i had a little foot puppet from pizza hut from pizza hut yes right because that's pizza what hut, i was going to talk about too yeah the little the with it but but it was like it was like a rubber glove rubbery yeah instead of felt so you really couldn't use it very well yeah right so it was like this stupidest puppet that you could have because all you could do is just you know yeah. No one can see because it's a podcast. Right. But I'm moving my hand like just, you know, in front of me. That's all you could do. You couldn't move his mouth or anything. No. 
So what was the point of that? It was like Pizza Hut. It, it was like a glove, basically, because it had legs too. Yeah. I had. Um, I remember I had. But you had it too. Yeah. Okay. I had. Um, I had. I, I remember being mad because I got Spike. Well, yeah, anyone would. <laughs> and then, uh, then I was, I was like, can we go back and get like a different one? But so we went back again to have Pizza Hut, and uh, I got Ducky. Oh God! What is yeah, the, I know. Wrong like, with your they pizza did not hut? like me there. And what was uh, wrong with your pizza? Was it once a bank, or was it later, <laughs> no, later on a bank? No, it started as a Pizza Hut. Okay. Um, and I think it ended as a Pizza Hut. Oh, so it didn't turn into like a U.S. bank or something? No, nothing like that. Okay. No, not like any type of like car dealership <laughs> or anything. But it's <laughs> a Pizza Hut. Um, you know, like you could do that, like you, where you see like an old, old building, yeah, and you're like, oh, this Taco Bell used to be a Pizza Hut. Yeah, so the funny thing was, like, the, uh... Did they have glasses, too? Like, drinking glasses? I swear I they did. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I, like, the Pizza jelly Hut was a big sponsor of these land before time. Oh, God, yeah, they were. But I think they, like, they were pretty savvy on, like... So, like, think about mm-hmm. Book It. What was, what's Book It? You don't remember Book It? Wait, is this another weird... No, it's Illinois not a weird thing? Illinois thing. People out there, please vindicate me with I know this one. Scholastic book books, but not book it. No, book it was you would read a book. No, then no. And then you would get a sticker on like a button. And when you got to so many stickers, you got a free personal pizza. Oh, I don't know. Sure. You don't remember that? My sister probably did it. <laughs> but you're the same age as me. Yeah, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I probably I can't remember things. Yeah, and the you know? the pin that I they gave me the, the button was thing. really cool because it was one of those where like you move it and things moved on it. Yeah, it was probably more movable than that damn puppet that they gave me, <laughs> Littlefoot. But I loved that. I loved getting those. You just stuck your fist in Littlefoot, and you're just like, I'm sorry. I just realized <laughs> what I said. Sorry, <laughs> just sorry. Phrasing fist in middle. <laughs> just a. All now right, this is a kids' movie, in. so um, let's uh, where should we start? Because I just want to get on. That is that. the tagline of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Land before time. Fist too. the puppet. <laughs> Land before time. The Great Valley Adventure. The Great. I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> Littlefoot. Yes. Littlefoot had a really big, really adventure. Great Valley Adventure. Great Valley Adventure. Good boy. I think I said the Great Valley Ranch Adventure. <laughs> yes, they had. So they're like, Ranch but they're like uh, set in their kind of utopia. Yeah. So that like was away like, from. All the meteors, yeah. except <laughs> for the uh, which inexplicably get there yeah. somehow. So um, the first movie was they um, his Littlefoot's mom dies defending him, uh, trying to get to the Great Valley, and uh, so he's on his own. And they meet with that's when he meets like all the other dinosaur friends. Um, but then they Scott McAfee. Was is Littlefoot right? In this one, I'm not sure if he was in the other one. Oh, but this one, it's Scott yes. McAfee. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which he's more famous for the computer virus software. No, no, no. not okay. that McAfee. Not, okay. That guy is uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, John McAfee. Yes. Okay. His name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so they've at the, in the first movie they make it, and he, you know, of course, meets up with his parents. Um, and the other dinosaurs, we have Sarah, so like a, a little triceratops. Oh, she's the worst. She's 
terrible. To me, she's the Miss... No, she's not. She's the Miss Piggy of the thing. She's the Grandpa Joe. She's the obstinate, like, supposed to be tough, but not really, kind of. Um, So we have her. We have uh, Spike, who is like a baby stegosaurus, who doesn't talk. Who got paid by the words. Yeah. Apparently, he's voiced by Rob Paulson. Well, yeah. But he apparently... He's voiced by Rob. He didn't didn't talk. He goes... No. And stuff. Rob Paulson does that. Um, but he apparently just turn on the vacuum. And apparently, like, he talks in one of the later movies, which okay. uh shocked me a lot. But um, <laughs> probably shocked no. audiences too. Yeah, Mom, I would, if I was watching it and suddenly he talked, Mom, I'd be like, "No, no, no! I'm invested in this again because <laughs> they changed the rules on me." Um, we also have Ducky, um, played by John Cryer, played by John Cryer, <laughs> uh, who's a little duck build dinosaur. Um, I can't. Heather remember what they Hogan call. plays Ducky. Oh yeah. Um, and so she's like her thing is she's their swimmer. Um, because she's a water dinosaur. And then yeah. there's, of course, Littlefoot the Brontosaurus. Uh, and then you have who am I missing? Petrie. Petrie. Jeff Bennett. Yes. He's Petrie. Petrie's uh, slash Ozzy. So he also plays Ozzy, who's the uh, one of the two egg-stealing dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. There's Ozzy, and then the other guy is... I want to say Harriet, but I know that's not right. It's a Strut. Okay. Because Strut, they're like yes. a... Also played by Rob... Also played by Rob Paulson. I was going to say Rob Thomas. Oh, So Rob Paulson is... It's a the hot voice one of, in the land before time. <laughs> so Rob Paulson is the one who does the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Right. Uh, and so he does Petrie. So it was very hard because when they first started talking, yeah, like that's all I could hear. Yeah. Or what he, are we going to do today? Yeah, when he does the dinosaur. We're going to go spike. We're gonna go get some eggs. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly the same thing we do every day, Strat. <laughs> get eggs. But the other guy. Because they're eggs. What's his name again who plays Ozzy? The guy that plays Ozzy is Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett, yes. Is uh, the voice of Johnny Bravo. Yes. Very odd so because it's very like tree voice, and then he does like Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, right? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. so like Elvis kind of. Yeah, it's so weird. And so Bradley, I, when I told him that, he was like, "Okay, that guy's talented." Like, yeah, that was the first right? thing he said, "Oh my god." Well, because if you can do like something small, and then you can do something, you know, big yes. like that, and 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 me go, "Oh wow, yeah," like those are the same people. Like you're pretty talented. Because there's so many times, like, where you hear someone and you're like, oh, you know, that sounds like Marge Simpson. Yeah. And then you realize it's just Joe Biden's vice president. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, So some other voice actors on here. uh, Kenneth Mars. Right. Who was um, on Veronica Mars. Well, that's Keith Mars. Keith Mars. No, this is uh, Kenneth Mars was... um, he was Franz Libkin in the original producers. Uh, oh, was he really? Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Okay. Uh, he's in tons of Mel Brooks stuff. Um, oh, I was thinking of Christopher Hewitt, who played Mr. Belvedere, who was in oh, the producers. Yeah, he was in that, too, in the yeah. original producers. Mm, yeah. But not not as Franz Libkin. No. Um, but no, the guy's got a very prolific career. Um a lot of times you hear him doing like German voices. Um, but he was also King Triton in The Little Mermaid. He was Ariel's dad. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yes, or <laughs> a lot of people's, you know, first crushes. Anyway. Um. 
Um, so no, he's got a very prolific career. And then of course, uh, Ducky's mom starts talking and I was like, oh shit, that's Tress McNeil. Somebody just a, a very, again, prolific voice actor. She's done voices for the Simpsons and Futurama. She was, um, she's, she played most of the mothers in, in the production. And she's Petrie's yeah. mom. Yes. And she's she, Ducky's mom. Yeah. She plays, um, uh, Tress McGill was Dot Warner on, uh, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so was Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson is Yakko Warner. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. And then John Ingle, who was the narrator. Yes. Who was, uh, I know him from General Hospital. He was Alan Quartermain, but he's pro- prolific. He was, in 1988, I think he stopped, like, doing uh, teaching for acting. So he's taught a lot of, like, people like David Schwimmer, um, Nicholas Cage, some other people, you yeah. know, in the biz. But he, he's been in tons of things. He was in Heather's. Oh, he's been in tons of things. Heather's, too, yeah. Heather's RoboCop. Yes. I mean, he's been in shitloads of things. Yes, he was in RoboCop. And Heather's, yeah, he's pretty funny in Heather's. Yeah. He's, he's one of those characters, and he's not with us anymore. But he was one of those character actors that just would pop up, and you're like, that guy. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. But I know him as Alan Quartermain. Alan Quartermain. Who is married to the fabulous Lila Quartermain, who is my favorite actress <laughs> ever. Um, so, yeah. Um, so this movie, basically, even though it's a kid's movie, even though it was a direct-to-video release. And we normally don't do direct-to-video, but yeah, maybe for this case, we were doing dinosaur movies. Um, and it was on Laserdisc, so it was on, yeah, we we busted out <laughs> direct to Laserdisc, along with uh, Mom and Dad Save the World. We did. Or stay tuned. Stay tuned. No, you gave that to Court. Yeah, Court Psyops uh, yeah. over on Cinema Psyops for a gift for one year. We yeah. gave him. And I don't know why I get that confused with Problem Child, probably because of John Ritter. Yeah, thing. But I see. Yeah. I get it confused with Mom and Dad Save the World. Is John Ritter in that too? No, the, well, creep, why are the you creepy guy from. Why are you uh, getting confused by that? <laughs> Ferris Bueller's principal is in that. Oh, creepy! Yeah, not the fox. No, not from the Zubilee fox Zoo. from Zubilee Zoo. Just in case you want, <laughs> but Terry Terry Gard's in that movie too, and so is John Lovitz. Okay, Mom and Dad save the world. Okay, so Terry Gard's the only Todd great Spango, person. So the Terry Gard's the talent. Yes, in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So John Lovitz plays Todd Spango, the intergalactic warlord, who, of course, is ruling over the world uh, and who has brought them there to get his new bride because he spied her through his long distance telescope. Okay. We, we, all, we all know the plot to Mom and we, Dad Save the oh, World. Oh, yes, we do. Who doesn't? Speaking of Mom and Dad <laughs> Save the World, we're doing Land Before Time 2, <laughs> which has nothing to do with Mom and Dad Save the World. But I would like to talk about the voice because we did go through the cast of voice actors i would like to talk about the voice acting because i kind of appreciated the voice acting in this movie yes i thought it was pretty well done that was well casted and i thought oh you know these are up and coming you know voice actors that you'll yes. hear later on in your life um so i was quite impressed by it i thought well yeah and they that's did a spot on so they did good. a um they're really good about actually getting kids or at least semi-young people to do voices for some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And they do a really interesting thing where it's this mix of stuff. So, like, Rob Paulson, obviously, is voicing one of the juvenile dinosaurs, uh, as is Jeff Bennett. And so it's, 
you get them, but then you also get kids who are doing like Littlefoot, Sarah, and Ducky. So it's not like adults just constantly doing voices or it's all kids and hokey. It's like this mix of talent yeah. upcoming in like seasoned people who are doing this. And and actually I will attribute a lot of this. I noticed as we were watching or seeing the credits, I, uh, I, all I could think to myself was, well, of course it is the voice casting or the voice director, the voice casting in this was done by Andrea Romano. Who was Ray Romano's daughter? Uh, incorrect. Oh, okay. No, uh, Ray. Uh, <laughs> what you've done? I know. Um, Evil. She has. Uh, she has done voice directing and voice casting for tons of stuff. for so many shows and like all of the DC animated stuff. Sure. She Which is amazing that. because that's so, There's some super great talent there. Yes. So she, she's done all of that. Um, she's done stuff for, she's do tons with WB and, and Steve later at CW, but like yeah. Freakazoid. And um, I mean, she did tons of things. She has uh, as a casting director, she has 121 credits uh, as a actress herself. Cause she's done some of the voices too. She's got like 42 credits. Uh, her just miscellaneous crew is like voice casting. She has 123. Sure. So, I mean, she's got... But what I'm asking you, Jeremy... Yes. Since you're a big fan of voice acting, how did you enjoy the voice acting in this movie? I thought the voice acting was pretty... I thought the kids... Yes. I, I think I think the thing to me is this. Like, you're Rob Paulson's, you're, you know, those people who are seasoned, you're Maurice LaMarche's, you're Billy West's, like, those guys... You can pretty be pretty sure you're gonna get and, and trust McNeil. Like you can be pretty sure you're gonna get a good quality product out of them every time. Um, to me, the next question is like, how do the kids do? Because especially if they're not not having the same amount of season, whatever. Like you know, I how are they gonna sound? Because sometimes when you get kids who are doing voices for stuff, it's just like this is awkward mm-hmm. because they don't know the inflection. They don't know like, you know, know how to do it. It sounds like they're just reading it. It's actually my least favorite part of uh of uh the Incredibles. Just to jump to a different voice acted movie. Uh there's a kid who talks in one part and it's cutesy, but he sounds like he's either reciting what somebody told him or like reading it or something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound very natural. Yeah. And, uh, I was always like, it's one of my moments where I'm just like, okay, take this me out does of it a sound little natural bit to me, but yeah, they, they do a very good job of picking up the characterization. Yeah. Like this is the first, Sarah is the only return person. Right. And so everybody else had to pick up, mm-hmm. not only do the characterization from the first one and try to carry that forward, but also like pick up, not just make it sound similar, but like pick up the the intricacies. Like sure. Ducky does the thing where uh, she repeats things over and over. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. You know stuff right. like that. And they they picked it up and, and ran with it. And I I attribute by the some end of the that. movie you get what the characters are. You know what I mean? Like, yes. There was at the beginning of the movie I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this person playing like Littlefoot. Yes. By the way, when that when Littlefoot grows up. Is that Bigfoot now? Yes. Is is that like the Correct. first Bigfoot? Yes, that's how he gets the, 
That's how you get Bigfoot. evolves into a into a Bigfoot, into a hominid so, ape guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's it's like by the end of the movie, towards maybe two thirds of the movie, I was like really uh, invested in him, in in the acting, yeah, in the um, voice acting, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I thought I thought it did very well, and part of that is. It's easy to say, well, Andrew Romano just picks out really good talent because she does. Like, I don't think there's anybody who can hold a candle to like her yeah, pedigree before, with these things. Yeah, before direct to video, like, because sometimes those are crapshoots. Yes. Like, this is a fine, I think, I think voice acted when, movie. When Andrea Romano, she, she does an excellent job of picking the right people who elevate the material. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think back to like, Batman and and Superman, all those like DC animated things, because I I love those. Those I could watch those all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because in the original Batman animated stuff, the voice acting in that you can tell it's a little bit different. Like it's not, it's like you would expect voice acting with cartoons to be back in the day, where mm-hmm. it was just kind of like I'm just voicing this and whatever. And I feel like over time she really elevated that and brought more people on board and it turned it into from this just kind of like i'm just a cartoon into like something that was very serious and well when you're acting it's reacting right yeah and so when you're doing a cartoon it's got to be kind of hard to kind of you know relay that yes you know back to the audience you know you have to have a really good voice actor to do that yes and part of that is you know you're reacting through your lines and not necessarily because the animation does that Yes. For them. But you have to have that inflection. So uh, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was pretty well done. I thought, yeah, the, the voice acting yeah. was good. Can we talk about the um, the animation? Yes. I, at times I thought the animation was clunky. Yes. Um, I mean, it is a product of its time, um, I would say. Yeah. But it was kind of a little bit clunky. Uh, I don't like when like, like someone shows a rain and it's the same drip. Yeah. Like over and over again. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it's like. It's like cheaper animation tricks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, and I think. I realize it's like geared towards kids. Right. But, but I think the difference here is. um, But going by the same rock over and over. Yeah. Well, the difference is here is it's made for video release. Mm. Uh, and laser disc release, mm. and so that's got a different budget. It's got mm. a different whatever. The first one, visually, is great. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and it's a lot smoother. It's a and but it's a Don Bluth film. Yeah, and those Don Bluth films, like, and some of them, like, when you go back and look, I think there is a bit of nostalgia when you're like, oh, it's so smooth and stuff. But I'm sorry, like, I think of uh, an American Tale, mm-hmm. and that to me, that movie looks fantastic and he was trying things and he was being dark and doing these other things that like disney really wasn't doing at the time you know because they're being disney happy and this was like hey i'm going to show you some gritty and grim kind of things and to me the land before time did that as well Mm -hmm. now you know when it gets to the dvd release this is the first one you could tell they i mean this is where they took it a different direction there's 14 of these things and 13 out of the 14 of them are it was me 13 of the 14 of them are, are very kitty because they changed the direction. This is the first time they added music to it. It's the first yeah, time. Yeah, no, this is very kitty. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 
And and so But I was taken back by a little bit of it. But I think when they but, did that, they stripped away some of the like the that super hyper detailed they, animation was, from they, it. You know, it strips away the 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 specialness of the first movie. Yes. Very, very much so. Can but, I say though, like if if to to compare this though, I don't want to like completely dog it because um Oh, I do. I I go back and I look at. No, I don't. I always think of Disney as this kind of like high quality whatever, and like they're the thing you're talking about where you're like, oh, you see the same drip of water over and over and stuff. Yeah, like I mean that. that's just a minor kind of like right. Thing but that Disney like, did that with their television yes, shows very much so. But if you go and look, <laughs> there's this kind of demarcation point. If you go back and look, uh, if, if it's been a while since you've seen The Little Mermaid, oh yeah, go back. Yes, the animation on that kind of is not great. Yes. It's the the animation. No, I think of like when I see the water yeah. in that compared to like Moana. Yeah, like the water's just like oh my god, that looks like water. Yeah, like real water. Um, the animation in the Little Mermaid is basically the same animation you got out of the Disney TV shows back mm. in the day, like Gargoyles and DuckTales. you know Tailspin and Ducktales and stuff yeah. like that. It's the same kind of style. It's not like the greatest. It's not terrible, but it's not the greatest. Um, but to me, what you're seeing with this show is comparable to those. Like, it is some of the trickery and stuff. They put money behind it, but the plot and the acting. But is it a was. Lot I mean, it's clearly in for little way. kids. Whereas yeah. I would say the Disney stuff, it usually tends to be more like overall family oriented. Like, it appeals to many people within the family. Mm. I, I don't know that this one has that. No, there's not there's not moments where you're like, ah, they gave me an adult joke yes. that went over the kids' heads. Right. Dude, that yes. Toy Story is so good at that yeah. a lot of like newer Disney stuff oh, is little really the uh, Lion Even King, the, the Lion like, King. I mean, any of those movies have those moments. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like well, this one is really geared towards, you know, preschool and up kind of thing. Yeah. Where you got which is fine. Which yeah, it's a cute movie, but obviously it's it definitely compared to like other movies around the same. It's hard, but like it is a it's a fine movie, but the the plot just like you said, it feels like it's two or three movies. Yeah, basically the the first movie is or the first section is is like the the, the egg stealing, stealing dinosaurs. Yes, and they chase them off. Mm-hmm. The next one is they go and decide they're going to or no, get the they, first one is well, they, get the they wander back. off and they fall into the the tar, no. and that's kind of where the first end point is because their family comes and saves them yeah and then the second part is they chase the the second part is they go and chase the egg stealing dinosaurs and bring the egg back and then the egg hatches and it's a uh tyrannosaurus baby what do they call them like sharp teeth sharp tooth sharp tooth yeah yeah um and then they did you say uh, chartreuse chartreuse okay yeah she's chartreuse (laughs) the uh Actually, was it chartreuse? No, it's it was chartreuse. Like, okay. Um, I don't know. Those but the little, like, little baby hatches. And yeah. It's a and then the third part is the, where they're trying to get the, the wall sealed up and get like the T-Rexes out of there. Yeah, the two. And so it's like there's three sections of the movie pretty much. Yeah, but like the third section, we kind of lose his friends a little bit. Yeah, we do. And, um, and we just like, kind of have him. But like to me... I have to talk about like uh, the Triceratops, Sarah. Yeah. Cannot stand Sarah. No. Sarah's the one that gets him in trouble. And like, he's the one learning the lesson. 
Yes. Like, he doesn't really, like, for the most part, he's not a bad dinosaur. No. Like, he's not a bad kid, if we're going to assume yeah. that he's, yeah, you know, like, the equivalent of a kid. Yeah. It's mostly Sarah that, probably, like, like knocks him up, you know, and, like, not knocks him up, but, like. <laughs> well, this took a weird I'm really getting in trouble this episode, aren't I? Yeah. With my phrasing. You know, like, like, props him up to get him in trouble, is what I meant. Yeah. You know, I don't mean like he's Catherine Hyman. Well, she up. she goads him into stuff a lot of times. Or she's like, "Oh, right. well, I'm then, gonna go and do it's this." It's like, but no, but then I I can't stand it because she's like, "Well, I don't want to go." Well, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Like she's very contradictory of her, herself, yeah. and I'm like, I don't like that she, too much. She's the one, she, and I'm like, you're not learning anything anyway, right? She gives it away to like the the egg stealing dinosaurs. They're afraid of tangling with them because they think a T-Rex is protecting them. She's one who spoils and no, says No, they say the this song about inclusiveness and then she's all like, we don't want you, Chomper. Yeah, they sing a whole fucking song <laughs> about inclusiveness. They sing a whole song about it. But in all fairness, he bites her ass. I don't care. And then she's like, get out of here, Get bitch. out of here. I don't want you. Bitch. <laughs> get out of here, bitch. Chomper. Which is a direct line from the movie. Just, the, get out of here, verbatim. Bitch. Bitch. Get out of here. Chopper, come back. She didn't mean to call you a bitch. Another quote from the movie. Yes, it is. You can look it up. Yep. Not lying. Also, you but know, I don't like so that. I feel like, what are you learning? And so we're 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 meant to have Littlefoot learn, which I know that he's the main character. Yeah, right. But I don't feel like he's going through that much of a progression yeah. of learning. He's just like at the end, like, well, I don't really want to be an adult, but I still want to be an adult. Yeah. So what the fuck did you learn? Yeah, little foot. Uh, it's it, to me, it's like Bambi. Like he's he kind of is like gonna come back and be the king of the forest kind of thing eventually. But like he's I got guess, the, he's he's going to be thirteen above, movies later. Took you thirteen movies to get. I don't think he's an adult by the end of those. Oh, that's know. one thing. I'm like, well, you could have like had the next generation of them, and you that's, know, well, yes. Also, the land they're very time, the next generation. Starring Patrick Stewart. <laughs> It's me, little. It's, it's me, me, little. The narrator. <laughs> the uh, engage. So the funny thing is, um, <laughs> don't know why this bothers me, and it literally bothered me throughout the entire yeah, movie. No. Is that they talk about inside the hidden valley, ranch on the ranch? Um, that it's where all of the plant eaters are, and all of the meat eaters right. stay outside of the hidden valley. And first off, we'd never figure out how the hell the egg stealers get there. No, we just assume that they do. They just show up and they're like, mmm, eggs. Oh, I um, went through the cracks. But then here's the part that really bothered me. Petrie is there. <laughs> the pterodactyl, uh, the, or pterodon, or whatever you want to call him. That but, sounds like Jar Jar Binks. Yes. But he is, he, he's a, he eats fish. He eats meat stuff. So why are you... Like, they ate, you know, meat. Yeah. So how come he's allowed to be part of this cabal of uh, whatever? N- not according to Sarah. Sarah would be like, get out of here. Well, nobody tell him. They would sing a song about inclusiveness, and she'd be like, get out of here. Also, I felt kind of, like, wasted with, uh, so there's the two egg-stealing dinosaurs, so Ozzy and Strut. And Strut, <clears throat> the one who's voiced right by Rob Paulson, mm-hmm. at the beginning, he's eating, trying to eat plants. And the other one's like, no, you eat only eggs. And so, like, I was just like, it was kind of a missed opportunity 
to have Strut become a good guy and like you could keep another goofy yeah. Rob Paulson character around. Yeah, you could. But the they that guy can do anything. Yeah, he can. Um, this is the first uh, of the Land Before Time movies that had music. Music was written by the Roaches. The Roaches, or, which uh, they were three, like sisters, right? Yes, that would three harmonize sisters. very well. By the way, and known for their quirky kind of melodies and yes. their um, very eclectic sounding. You would say. So, uh, I would like to talk about the music that that's in here. So uh, let's talk about the first song that they reprise at the end called uh, Peaceful Valley. Do you remember that song? At the very beginning? Yeah. Yeah. You remember it? Yeah. Because I don't remember the songs that much. No, I don't. The songs are not really. I remember either. of it. I didn't know if you were asking if what, I knew the actual What I'm saying words. is like you remember that there's music in it. Yeah. But unlike certain Disney movies. Well, they 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 put songs in the first like half of the movie and then there's like yes, no and more songs like and then like towards the end they're like oh fuck this was a musical uh song 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 somebody give me a song right and like all of a sudden then they're like everybody be inclusive except fuck you t-rex <laughs> except yeah. except you sarah okay let's talk about the egg song which is the only one i really kind of remember yeah because it was like eggs i gotta eat eggs yes but that's it again it's a, a these are songs that don't stick with me, but the performance sticks with me yeah. of the song, but the song itself doesn't. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, because I, I have feelings about some of them. So like at the beginning. Well, I do too. That's what I mean. Well, at the, at the beginning, when you get. Um, toe tapping. Well, yeah, the, the Hidden Valley song at the beginning. Yeah. I don't really remember the words to it or whatever it is. But I remember going, well, this has a nice, right. nice beat and That's tempo. That's what I'm talking about. Quirky sounding. You remember, like, oh, you remember, remember the, the feel feeling, of it. But, I don't remember but the... you don't know it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone was like, is this is, is this the song from Land Before Time 2 or Land Before Time 3? I'd be like, go oh, fuck yourself. Or Land Before Time. <laughs> I'd be like, go away. Land Before Time 4? You better leave like Chomper. I don't want you around. That's why I tell, tell the person. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the, the inclusive one, which you're one of us now, which is probably the the most, like you, you get that one song where it's supposed to be like the learning experience song. Yeah. This is what that's supposed to be. But then again, at the end, it's like, no, you leave, Chomper. You're not one of us now. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that defeats the purpose of that. And then we don't get any music, like you said. So it kind of like defeats the purpose of why we had yeah, if music it was, to begin with. If it was paced out a little bit better, right. maybe. Um, if the music was a and little it, bit It's just more. like, it's... There's not like a song that is like that dramatic... Keep Because I think about yeah, like Disney songs. It's not songs Alan making like, at all. Yeah, no, no, not by any no, means. No, by any means. Um... But like you remember, there's music in it. Um, mm-hmm. I just think there's nothing, the that was, there was nothing that was really a showstopper. No. It was all just like, I expected to see words coming up with the bottom for like a sing-along thing for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's, it had the sing-songy kind of thing yeah, it was like for kids the boppy, kids. Yeah, kids sing-songy sing. We like everyone to be part of us. Yeah. Come be part of us. 
or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not memorable. The songs aren't. The tone of them are, but not the regular songs. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? Um, I will say that I like... Um, one thing I think that these films are good about, at least in the beginning, in the first two movies, was um, it's very good about its look at families, I think. Um, and, like, families and community. Yeah. Because it's dinosaurs that wouldn't have, like, run together or whatever, but it's people mm-hmm. coming together. Um, and even, like... Adopting yeah, like, people so, who are not... So, here. Spike, the Stegosaurus, <laughs> who doesn't talk and doesn't have his little plates yet... Um, his, he is adopted by Ducky's family because his family got, is presumed to be killed in the first movie. Jesus. Yeah. What was the first movie? Well, it's How the, dark was that thing? They're, they're moving out of there because it's everything like T-Rex. I think you said that like uh, Land Before Time 14 should just be like uh, a meteorite. They just don't. Yeah. It's 10 minutes long. They're singing a song the and then halfway in the movie, in, into the song. Yeah. Spike goes, I have something to say. And then it just <laughs> blows <laughs> up. <laughs> um, oh, that's dark. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's very... They speak to a lot of good things about, like, family relationships. And, like, they show different families. So, like, Littlefoot, uh, his mother has died. His father is not in the picture. In fact, I think one of the later movies, he actually goes and finds his father. Yeah. Um, but his... He's raised by his grandparents, and so like you that's true get too. A, like different families yeah, and different different family structures, yeah. and like he's raised by his grandparents. His mother has died. Even later on, the thing I said with like the the father, I think one of the plots of one of the other movies is he finds his dad, uh, and but his dad has like a another dinosaur son, so he's got like a half brother. What? But it's like a so it's kind of this. Hey, you know different or he adopted somebody else and so like it's right. like stepbrother or like adopted brother right. or whatever but like different family structures and they give you a wide range of those adoptions you know raised by grandparents single parents mixed you know, some families of them have, yes i mean so it's very even, interesting even Littlefoot himself wants to adopt a t-rex yes do you know what i mean yeah somebody who's you know that he's not normally part of our community right. but you know i He's my son, basically. My, uh, and Sarah even, doesn't understand well, it. And he even says, like, you know, this is your Aunt Sarah. This is your this and this. And right. Like he names everybody off. And so they're very... These movies seem to be very good about exploring and showing different kinds of families. Um, and I could dig that. Like, I, you know, yeah. especially because these are for kids. And, you know, kids didn't always get that example. Like, you go back to... Not really. And that's in... You, like, yeah, you always see, like, examples of, like, nuclear families and stuff like that. Or it's You might see, like, divorced families, but not, like... Yeah. You know. Well, and even then, they didn't make... Like, I remember um, in Toy Story, it being kind of a big deal. That, yeah. Like, well, they never talk about Andy's dad. Andy's dad. So what's the deal there? Are they divorced? Were they never married? Were they, you know, like, what's the deal? And so they never get into it. Um, and it was kind of a big deal at the time. I remember people being like, well, wait a minute, you know, what's going on with this? Um, but they did a a good job, I think, of like representing different kinds of families, albeit through dinosaurs. Yeah. Can I tell you what also I think they did a good job of? That this isn't so sweet that it's exhaustingly sweet. Yes. 
Like it's not like oversaturated with like the uh, the sweetness of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just it kind of hits that that on like the undertone of it. Yeah, a little bit with the dinosaurs, but it doesn't overly do it to where because there's some little dark moments. Yeah, in the movie, I mean they're being they have to run against a volcano to yeah. try to get away from it. Yes, you know, and some other kind of scary things for kids, but. To be that that this is targeted towards kids, it's not as cheesy as I thought it was going. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Happy go lucky. Yeah. Exactly. Not quite that. Yeah. You know, not. it's still kind of rooted. I mean, it still has those moments, but it's mostly rooted in more. I would agree. Of it. I would agree. And you know, along those lines, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's good. The movie itself. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, though, that, like, we've talked about this many times with, like, when you get a movie and it has nostalgia to it. Like, sometimes you're like, do you really like that movie or do you like the nostalgia? Uh, and this is a movie where, like, you know, I've seen plenty of movies where you go back and you watch it and you're like, that did not hold up for me. Mm-hmm. I think if I had that kind of nostalgia for this already and went back and watched this, I still think I'd probably enjoy it. I don't think it would Well, I think take that you're headed to our... Uh five questions yes then let's do that because i think you're kind of answering one of them am i kind of i don't know what's the best part of this movie um i think the the voice acting is probably the best part of, of the, i really enjoyed the voice acting of it mm-hmm. the plot just kind of goes a little haywire yeah it's not quite there but um <clears throat> i really enjoyed the acting of littlefoot later on in the movie yeah and i thought uh that was good and um yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's I, the only thing I can think of. There, this movie's subpar. I mean, it's it's a direct. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a post Don Bluth direct to video release thing. But um, no, I think that the best part of the movie for me, I'm with you. I think it's the voice acting. Yeah, um, and not just from like the adults, like the kids who do the voices and like Littlefoot, Sarah, um, you know, Ducky. I think that their voices really conveyed what was going on very well. They, uh, you know, had that talent to bring that out. And part of yeah. that's part of that sim. Part of that, I think, is Andrew Romano kind of correcting or connecting the right people uh, and really bringing that talent out. Like she knows what she's doing. So, um, no, I, I, you know, I think the voice you don't acting is great. feel like like. It- even though the script is not the greatest, you don't feel like they're phoning it in. No, I don't. Do you know what I mean? Not at all. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, reboot, continue, or cancel? Well, I think they should continue it with about 13 more movies <laughs> and then make a TV show about it. Um, I think that the message is there that you can continue. And it looks like they were trying to like kind of build something. Yeah. So... I just think maybe they kind of did it too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I said continue. Yeah, I would too. I think it does well for what it's intended for like for like the kids. Um, they actually add some other characters down the road too, like okay. different dinosaurs. Um, and like they bump back into Chomper later on, the little T-Rex That's Chomper. That's like you're building kind of a... Your yeah, own. like he shows up later um, and he actually speaks the language of both the plant eaters and the, uh, okay. the meat eaters and kind of like brokers a piece between them a little mm. bit. I'm just like, nice. Okay. Gets them to trust one another. Um, how many of these have you watched? I read that. 
Oh, okay, I just you read, read it. Because I, I was, was trying just, to see if Chomper came back. You know, like when I was in the hospital, you were like, I'm going to watch all 13 of these things. I did. I, I just powered powered through all of them. Like, um, <laughs> bring more coffee to me. Oh. <laughs> no one must know. Put in, put in the fourth one. <laughs> the laser disc is, is busy. <laughs> the uh, well, my laser disc is cooling down. I'll just <laughs> pop in my VHS copy. I bought. <laughs> um, no, but like it's you bring back these other characters. There's like a some sort of like a like a red colored one and whatever. Like I mean, they they have all sorts of different ones that they introduced later. I was reading about. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. But um, I maybe would have done less in the vein of yeah. um, movies like VHSs and would have done more like with the show, your TV show. Yeah. With the show, I would yeah. have. Yeah. 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 What's number three? Yeah, but question three. Uh, does this stand on its own? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think so too. There's nothing, there's nothing really, I mean, besides the characters tying to the first one. Yeah. The narrator himself pretty much gives you the exposition that you need but it's not necessarily the exposition from the first movie. It's more kind of building this movie. Yeah. So I think it stands on its own. I think so too. I think part. it. I think it's better if you have seen the first one, um, knowing what the plot you don't is there. Have to. No, not at all. I, I think it's better because you know, like what happened to his mother and you know, like little, yeah. Cause it was background. like, well, his grandparents, but yeah. Like, again, and I think that adds, but an again, element. you could just be all like, Hey, yeah. different family. I think it adds an element to it, but it also is not, doesn't hinge upon that. Yeah. Um, and there's like other little things that. like they talk about in the first one, he has to get the tree star. He has to take that with him to like the great Valley or whatever. And the tree star is like the leaf that, uh, they have like and later they talk about tree stars in this movie and i'm like oh, okay tree stars that's a reference to the first one yeah but it's like but, but it's, it's also not, a, not it's, like yeah again it's not required of it no yeah little easter eggs here and there no yeah. pun intended for <laughs> the egg snatchers um does this want to make does this make you want to watch the first movie yes it does. this makes me want to watch the first yeah i think i enjoyed it enough to where i'm like it's been forever since I've seen the first one. Yeah. I was really young. I didn't really yeah. pay attention to it. Um, Yeah, I think it does. There's enough here to warrant me to go back and watch the first one. But not all 14 of these things. No, obviously not. That was not one of the questions. If that makes so. sense. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, I do want to watch it, but I also want to watch like... It makes me want to watch. No, it makes me want to watch just more of those Don Bluth films that came out around that time, um, because I remember Don Bluth films just being. It was like when you have the, uh, like you had the transcendentalists in writing, and then you had the anti-transcendentalists like Herman Melville, where all his shit was like gritty and grim. Um, to me, Don Bluth is almost like the counter to Disney, where Disney's like. Here's this, you know, like glorious view of something and this like kind of polished, shiny, even you're like Oliver's and company where it's like, hey, it's, you know, there's strays. It still is pretty and bright. And Don Bluth is like, no, make it darker, darker, darker. Yeah. The first like dark Disney movie I watched was probably Hunchback. Yeah. But even that. The first like, really dark one. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says hell and damn. Mm-hmm. Princess and the Princess Frog is 
pretty like it has dark elements but even that it's just part of the stylizing it's i wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily qualify it as dark like Disney, but you're right there's something different about it. it's yeah it's kind of like you're and don bluth was just like like what i think of an american tale where he's just like this is the immigrant story yeah that's what and I you're mean. just like, like you're like oh my god oh like, yeah we should tell that yeah in the first that's like, important in the first chunk they talk about they're singing songs on the boat about immigration coming over. And then they're just like, and then my entire family was killed by Cossacks. So can I, can I say it like this? It's, it's like, it's like you first discovered Disney. So you were like listening to Bob Dylan songs. And then all of a sudden you're like, John Prine, who's this? Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. oh, that's kind of a more gritty, but there's some funny aspects to it, but it's more rooted in more reality. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Sure. Not that Bob Dylan isn't, but no, you know what I mean? I gotcha. But you're like, oh, this is another way of writing. Yeah, it's something. like your Blur versus Oasis kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Way. And the correct answer is Bull. pulp. Yes. All right. Um, one last question. Uh, sum up your experience in two words. Uh, I would say eggtastic sequel. <laughs> well... Is that is egg hyphenated? Two words. It's hyphenated. It's a hyphenate. Yeah, hyphenated. Okay, because it's a play on, you know, like uh, egg. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not explaining myself. <laughs> you guys can figure that out. <laughs> no, I think this is a fine look. This is a fine sequel. I don't think it's. I don't think it's enough. I think it's just yeah. missing something, there. It has potential. I think, I don't know. There's just something that's kind of missing there. I don't know if it is. There's a heart to, like you said, the Don Bluth movies that isn't quite in this. Yeah. Part of that could be the fact that we, they tried to Disney this a lot with like, let's put music in. Yes. You know, the first one doesn't have any music at all. And, um, and I just didn't quite, it just didn't quite click. Yeah. There's a lot of elements in it and didn't quite click. But if you put them all together, you might make a good omelet. A, a decent omelet. Okay. I'm choking up. I know. Over it's so it's so poetic. Yeah. Um It's not poetic. Um if I could have had three words, I would have said sweet and dinosaur. You don't. You have two words. And if you're going <laughs> no, if you're going to cheat, hyphenate it. <laughs> Is it sweet and sweet and No. <laughs> Not, you can't hyphen that. Sweet Jody Sweeten. Don't guys start him. Sweet um, Jody Sweeten. No, the um, she's not sweet. <laughs> I would say new misdirection. Yes, it's it was like a, they a were taking it in a new direction. Like they were they were trying to do something different with it, but I think it like really, like it's fine for what it is. But if I was watching this. And liking the first one, I would be pissed probably. My my thought, like, obviously, like, as a kid, maybe you don't think about it like that. But I think it's just so different from, like, the original 10. Like, it, it is. It's yeah. taking it more in the Disney, sweet Disney direction. Um, I think we should have stuck with egg people and, like, maybe the trying to get the egg back and more yeah. of, like, of the, the road movie of that. Yes. Then... We bring it back and now all of a sudden... Because it's like two different movies. Yeah. Two or three different movies in there. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on that? Um, no. No? No. 
What else can I say about this movie? You can rent it if you want. Yeah, there you go. Or if you have stars, it's, it's, it's on good. Stars. If you have, if you have kids, look. If you have kids, I would totally yeah, sit, sit kids down. Watch, yeah, watch. It's these. not that long of a movie. It might be long for you, but it's not gonna be long for the kid. Yes, the kid will get it. The kid will understand it. Yeah, and the kid will have a good time with it. Yeah. As an adult, it doesn't mm-hmm. add up too well. Yeah. But it's not geared towards us. Exactly. So. Yeah. Go for no, it. No, it's fine for what I it say is. go for it. Yeah, do it. Do, yeah. do it. Yeah. So where can people find us, Jeremy? Um, people can find us. Um, it's been a long time since I've said this. People I know. Can find us. We forgot last time. That's why. <laughs> people can find us at thedudespodcast.podbean.com, mm-hmm. uh, Google Play, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, uh, Apple iTunes became. What was that? Uh, whatever mm-hmm. iTunes became. Oh, whatever it is. Know, whatever. Apple, Apple, Apple Music, music Apple Podcast. Yeah, whatever. That one, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, are we part of a network? We are. Um, we are on the No Phony Podcast Network. You we can are? Find We're us still on that thing? And, yeah, I know. We haven't been kicked off. <laughs> you can find us, and you can find a lot of our podcast mates there. Um they have all sorts of great stuff going on right now. Um, we've added some audio dramas and are actually working on a couple others right now. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, lots of great stuff there. Uh, new shows come in and out all the time. Um, so definitely check, uh, check out there, but you can also find us at no phony network.com. Uh, and of course on our Facebook page, uh, and Twitter at deuce podcast. There you go. So, uh, next week, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're going to do probably uh, uh, the Flintstones at Viva Rock Vegas. Okay. Because we had, we had Flintstones and we had the Ice Age movie. Those oh, were the Ice Age movie? Should we do that instead? I don't know. I don't know. You. you pick. You pick. I'm not going to pick right now. The Ice Age? I'm not going to pick on the break. Well, okay. Come back next week and we'll decide which one we're going <laughs> to we'll use. We'll decide what it is. I just thought because of the terribleness of the Flintstones movies. You were going to balance it with the Ice Age movies? Are they terrible, too? I've never seen the Ice Age movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe we should. And there's, but I've never so seen the Ice Age, Yeah, it's, it's a tough call because the Ice Age movies, they have... The dinosaurs are, like, not the main characters, usually. Right, and the Flintstones is Dino. Yeah, right. So. And the Flintstones one is going to have the Great Gazoo in it. And Let's do that and one! It, and it's a prequel. Oh, it is a prequel? It is a prequel. Then screw that. <laughs> so Ice Age it is. Ice Age it is, people. So remember, we're going to be doing Ice Age <laughs> next week, I think. And also, the sequel is King. <laughs> <laughs>
sun rises. rises.